Welcome to the Canadian SME Podcast, a podcast for Canadian small businesses. We interview Canadian experts and entrepreneurs to provide expert insight into marketing, innovation, business leadership, technology, and trends that impact small business. Our mission is to empower Canadian small and medium enterprise to help you grow your business. In e-commerce, brands and business owners face an array of logistical challenges that can impede order fulfillment. To ensure efficient management processes, it is essential to close any existing gaps in logistics. To discuss this, we got the chance to chat with Reza Bafande, CEO of Darwin, a nationwide end-to-end fulfillment center that is building a technology-driven infrastructure that will allow any e-commerce business to compete regardless of its size or order volume. In this podcast, Reza discussed the launch of the new facility and where they are headed next. He also discussed the gaps in e-commerce platforms and how business owners can better take advantage of e-commerce opportunities. Hi Reza, on behalf of Canadian SME, I'd like to welcome you to our small business podcast. How are you today? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. Very pleased to have you with us this afternoon. And uh, um, I mean, secondly, I would like to congratulate you on Darwin's uh, grand opening in the GTA and the launch of the new facility. And I'll be honest, if I were not occupied, I did get the invitation and I would have loved to experience its high tech features firsthand. I'll appreciate it. It was uh, it was definitely a, a memorable experience. We had a ton of interest. The support was absolutely amazing. Right. Um, no, I missed it. <laughs> it. It was fun. It was very fun. No worries, but we'll try to get uh, as much information through this conversation that we have about about Darwin, about you know what what inspired its creation. So, um, you know, Reza, tell us about Darwin and what inspired its creation. What is your vision for Darwin, and how do you see it impacting businesses and consumers? Absolutely. So, uh, you know, Darwin uh, has been around for a few years. I, I joined just under two years ago, and. Uh, you know, one of the, the missions we have or the vision we have for Darwin is uh, to be the world's most merchant-centric company and uh, enabling companies across Canada to be able to compete effectively, especially when you're dealing with a country that is, in in, in actuality, it's 25 times larger than California, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and it's got the same population and half the GDP. And by default, that means that Canada uh, is lacking infrastructure. Um, especially when you have, you know, uh, the population spread across uh, a distance that really mirrors, you know, from Portugal to Moscow, maybe even longer. So being able to provide companies with the physical footprint to be able to compete effectively and manage their inventory. And, you know, when you're in retail, inventory is almost everything that you have, your entire cash, uh, all your assets are usually put into um uh, the the items that you procured or, or manufactured to be able to sell across competitively. And when you're dealing with a country like Canada, um, since there is not that many national uh, fulfillment partners, by default, you're forced to um, have specific partners or regional partners. That means you have one organization that you deal with in Ontario, another partner that you provide, have a, have a partnership with in, in Vancouver. And that means that each organization is offering two different schematics in terms of a solution, how they operate, two different pricing structures, uh, two different operational processes, uh, which creates a lot of complexities for organizations. And then on top of that, you have a situation where not a lot of partners can offer business to business and business to consumer. So they're usually offering one or the other one. Uh, And if they do offer both, they're really not good at both. 
Mm. It's not really their forte. So if you think about an organization that really wants to compete in Canada and, you know, across the four provinces that we we have physical footprints on, you know, if you want to offer B2B and B2C, you're by default operating with, you know, five to eight potential different partners or maybe a little bit less or more. But, you know, you have a whole complexity of, of different variations of inventory visibility in terms of how you're being charged, uh, lack of visibility, lack of lack of a synchronized system. So our goal with Darwin is to really hone in on that and, and provide a one unison ecosystem where companies can manage their business portfolio when it comes to uh, inventory, when it comes to regional and, and national distribution across a multiple array of channels. Uh, of that, you know, it could be multiple different online stores. It could be multiple brands through one central portal system. It could be directly integrated into, into their system, but really enabling companies to have visibility across the network of their operation and also a deep level of data and insight, understanding how their product is performing, understanding the PNL level on an item level, on a product category level, and also on the partners that they're dealing with, how profitable or how effective or what are some areas of opportunity? So with Darwin, our goal has been to really create an ecosystem where companies can capitalize on this infrastructure that we built and are continuous, continuing to build to be able to really tap into uh, a, a level of data and insight and operational optimization that they never had before. You really touched base on the gaps in the industry and in the market, Canadian market specifically, and e-commerce platforms have looked to close the divide between shoppers and merchants, but these significant gaps remain that keep customers from getting all they need out of their shopping experience. Now, Areza, what are some of the gaps that exist in the e-commerce platforms and how can brands and business owners better take advantage of e-commerce opportunities available? Yeah, so, I mean, when it comes to gaps, it's it's interesting that you say that because, you know, when it comes to e-commerce, e-commerce has evolved significantly in the past decade and more so in the past three years. And most of that evolution has actually been on the front end. Uh, most of that evolution and, and development and innovation has been on different companies creating new platforms, new channels, and new ways of being able to engage with the customer and put their product in front of the customer. And that's the that that's the exciting and everybody wants to get in on that and the technology investments. But really, at the end of the day, the execution is the most critical part. You can promise anything in terms of, you know, putting your product on multiple different platforms, but being able to really execute on the fulfillment aspect of it in a, uh, in a synchronized manner while providing an exceptionally cost-effective mechanism and having visibility across all those channels is where we see the gap arising. Um, you know, you have, and you could actually even see that. I mean, I think there was even a recent announcement that Facebook is even opening up a fulfillment center in Las Vegas, right? And I think most organizations are starting to see that, you know, it's not just about the front end. Uh, it's around the back end, around how it's executed, how that order is fulfilled. How do you have visibility on it? How flawless is and how fluid is that system that's being offered uh, in terms of, you know, being able to execute on the customer promise that was made? Um, so, you know, we, we've seen a gap there and, uh, you know, we've tried to hone in on it. We're, we're trying to ensure that it's an ecosystem that works with an array of partners and, uh, or an array of front ends and, uh, and a, an array of, uh, of different retailers as well. Um, and, uh, making it available to everyone. I mean, that's one of the things that I, I push on strongly is, 
um, you know, democratizing fulfillment. It's, uh, you know, you have a lot of the large organizations that have the capital infrastructure. They've built their own ecosystems, but it's their ecosystem, right? And uh, if you want to sell on their retail channel, you get dinged six ways from Sunday. Um, and uh, our, our solution is to enable retailers to have control over their business and also have the visibility. Mm-hmm. Now let's uh, look at ways to unlock efficiency and a new era in logistics management. Now, Reza, how does an end-to-end solution disrupt a traditionally siloed fulfillment industry and how does it allow businesses of all sizes to grow and compete? I think, you know, being able to have access to the data and insight, I think it's absolutely critical. Being able to have visibility into your operation, understanding the uh, the, the nature of the engagement from the customer, being able to understand areas of opportunity uh, of how you can compete more effectively. I think that comes in from either having your own uh, end-to-end fulfillment system uh, that you've developed for your organization, which again, only a few select retailers can actually build that infrastructure. And for a lot of the smaller and medium-sized organizations, they're really dependent on ecosystems that are provided to them regionally or or within specific areas of, uh, of, uh, of market channels. Um, so, you know, Darwin's goal is to be able to make that information available for the partners that we have, uh, for them to be able to capitalize that inform- on that information in a live format, right? Not waiting days. You know, one of the, one of the philosophies I have, and again, it might sound a little bit crazy, but, you know, I, I believe that the best customer service is no customer service. And I say that with a caveat that uh you know the customer that the customer satisfaction should be so good that the customer doesn't need service i think customer service is an outdated mindset when it comes to uh you know any sort of service based model it it means that you have a deficiency in the process that the customer is calling in for service mm-hmm. um and that doesn't mean that darwin doesn't have customer service obviously any organization has and we want to make sure that all of our customers are onboarded and and making sure that uh, they're operating at, at at the best scale that they can but internally we treat customer service as a component of the business that identifies that we have deficiencies in the process and areas that we can identify on further improving it because you know, any in-call that we get, our goal is to identify why it happened, how it happened, and how do we avoid it happening again? Mm-hmm. How do we make sure that when the customer is onboarded, they are ha- they 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 don't need to call us? The next call we get is actually business development. They call back and say, hey, this has been absolutely a phenomenal ride. I actually want to add a few more channels or I want to get into a new facility that you have. And that's to me or to the organization, that's where we differentiate between customer service and customer satisfaction, because mm-hmm. a, a great customer satisfaction leads to no customer service. And uh, that's that's where we, uh, we've we identified a significant opportunity as well. Right. And if that is backed up by some powerful tools that can drastically improve efficiency across all levels of distribution to benefit both businesses and end and, and consumers, um, Reza, what are technological integrations like robotics, data, and software analytics uh, critical to broadly improving the logistics uh, landscape and the Canadian supply chain? Yeah, I think that question is actually twofold. So one, it's the automation and some of the technology and, and robotics that comes into play. But the second, more important component of it, I think, is configurability. Because mm-hmm. no two sellers or no two merchants have the same requirements. So understanding how 
what configurabilities need to be built into the system to enable sellers to actually modify their requirements to meet their needs, not meet the needs of the fulfillment partner. How do you make sure that the fulfillment partner has built a sandbox where retailers and merchants can actually identify how they want their inventory managed and then leave it to the automation of the software to make the decisions and the best optimized waves to be able to execute on it? And that's where we're seeing a significant component where um, uh, we differentiate in terms of what we offer. So there's the automation, the hardware, the efficiency part of it, but also the ability for sellers and merchants across Canada to actually be able to tailor and configure how they want their inventory managed. And that actually is, is, is a direct showcase in the enablement that we've created for companies to be able to offer B2B and B2C nationally through one platform. Again, not a lot of companies do that. And then being able to also enable retailers or merchants to configure on an item level. You know, it could be as simple as something as a, you know, a safety stock on an item level at a facility level, you know, and then understanding moving averages. How do you modify it? How do you update that information? Understanding packaging requirements of, you know, on an each level, on a case level, on a master case, on a pallet level, and then the configurability on a, on a kit management. These are all components that most merchants that or sellers that go online or go to a fulfillment partner need, right? And being able to create a user interface, being able to create a system, an order collaboration platform that retailers not only can get trained, but also have access to live information through video, uh, have a a very uh, user-friendly ecosystem that they can like it, it, you can you can create it very simple. But people can be like, oh, this is the, these these things, these four clicks that I do, all of a sudden changes on a specific time frame on how my inventory is managed, and it could be as simple as manage my inventory by FIFO versus FIFO, right? And you know, an apparel company versus a nutritional company versus a food grade company might want their inventory managed differently, right? And being able to provide that and let the system through automation help execute on that, I think is, is the next, um, the next frontier in fulfillment. Mm-hmm. Now, Reza, as SMBs evolve in the e-commerce space, they seek expert guidance to really hone their strategy and maximize success. Um, you know, as we wrap up our conversation today, what advice would you give businesses and brands looking to improve their e-commerce strategies? That's uh, we we deal with so many different industries, so that's uh, and I think it's it's very industry specific. But if I'm supposed to provide a, a, a general um, uh, level of feedback in terms of how organizations can compete more effectively, it's you know being able to one identify the right partners uh, of who you deal with, and again, not every organization, and again, we might not even be the right partner for everyone, right? So I think identifying the right partners within your supply chain and supply chain is a very loosely used term because depending on the organization and how you look at your supply chain, you know, a company might look at their supply chain from the moment the product is procured locally, but it could be as far as where the raw material comes in, how the raw material is manufactured. It's really understanding that scope, but also being able to adapt uh, or adopt technology within, uh, within within their ecosystem. Uh, in a way that uh, benefits the consumer and the bottom line in a synchronized manner. Um, I think those are those are high level enough uh, feedbacks that I can provide that you know could generally apply to most organizations. But you know it could be very industry specific. You know you know depending if you're in say for example uh, an apparel company, it, it could be as 
making sure that you're understanding the the you know the the national you know trade regulations on what's happening and what tariffs are being applied and how do you modify uh modify your your procurement practices to ensure and then sustainability is a, is a big component there as well so mm-hmm. i think uh, those answers will be able to provide a high level overview for that could be applied to most organizations. That's amazing. No, our audience is uh, largely retail based, and uh, but I'm pretty sure you have uh, enlightened uh, us and our audience by your discussion on really the automation and robotic solutions that are available, uh, as well as the current trends in the e-commerce. So for that, thank you so much, Reza, for sharing your expertise with us and uh, for taking the time out. Thank you so much for having me. Our podcast recently featured the insightful Reza, a specialist in automation and robotic solutions for e-commerce. Together, we discussed how small business owners can capitalize on current trends to take their businesses to greater heights. We hope you enjoyed it. Once again, we would like to thank our exclusive banking partner, RBC, our exclusive shipping partner, UPS, and our exclusive accounting software partner, Zero, for supporting this initiative. Please do share the podcast and feel free to check out the other episodes. Also, do not forget to subscribe to the Canadian SME Small Business Magazine to stay up to date on all our upcoming events and get the top business insights from industry leaders. This is Mahin, your host for the Small Business Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Canadian SME Podcast. Please visit canadiansme.ca to subscribe and join us next week as we share more expert advice from Canadian business leaders. Music